Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 24 of Work Life 360. Today, we've got a very special guest with us. Uh, We've got Curtis Grant with us, the one and only. Uh, He's currently a truck driver, starting up his own brokerage. He's an entrepreneur. Some people would consider him, I would consider him a serial entrepreneur. Um, But first, hey, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Welcome to Work Life 360. Uh, If you've been with us for a while, thank you for continuing to listen uh, as Rhonda and I deliver great content every single Wednesday. Um, Again, today is all about interviewing and talking and just hanging out with Curtis Grant. Um, Curtis, Rhonda, how are you guys? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Where are you right now, Curtis? Oh, well, Rhonda, hold on. We forgot about Rhonda, Bruce. Oh, hey, Rhonda. I, was gonna say, I, was gonna say, I feel like I, I feel good. I feel like I'm sitting in the truck along for the ride. Oh, okay. Well, well we can, we, hey, Bruce always talks about painting a pretty picture, so we can paint a pretty picture in just a few minutes after you tell us how you're doing, you know? I'm revved up. I'm ready to go. You know, okay. it's not every day you get to talk to a former NFL player, and I just... I feel very grateful and thankful to have some time to spend with you, Curtis, to learn a little bit about your journey and all the successes in life and and how you made it happen for yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we we can get into that, I guess. I don't know if Bruce is ready or... Go for it, brother. Okay, well, like I said, my name is Curtis Grant. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Graduated from Hermitage High School and uh, attended the Ohio State University. I graduated in 2015 with a sociology degree. I left school early, ended up coming back um, to finish my degree. Um, I started off with the Chargers uh, and bounced around from team to team and ended up finishing with the Giants in 2017 uh, due to a a knee injury. Uh, I tore my ACL on Thanksgiving night. And um, after that, it was, uh, what am I going to do with life? You know, as Coach Mart would say, "What, what, uh, what do you do when the cheering stops? That's what he calls it, you know. And um, from there, uh, you know, I was, my mom actually came up with me and was uh, uh, some of my support system as as I went through that tough time in life. Sitting on the couch and I was wondering, what what am I gonna do with life next? You know what I mean? It it, it got to the point, like like I said, what I was referring back to Coach Meyer, he would say, when the cheering starts, like, what are you gonna do with your life? And I, and I all, and I, and I've known what I've wanted to do with life, but I just wasn't ready to, you know, make that a, adjustment and make that transition, you know, because I was so pretty much addicted to playing football. And that's all I've had, I had done for 20 some years. You know, I've been playing since I was six years old and I was just sitting there on the couch because um, I, rem- I just re- go re- back, remember going back to college and how I told my mom, like, I hated football at one point and I didn't want to play and I wanted to quit and I was going to, you know, I told coach, I was like, man, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to get my CDL. I'm going to drive and make me a decent living. Like, I'm a hustler. I promise you I'm going to make it. NFL, no NFL, I'm going to make it. Just because it's just my, 
you know, I've always wanted to do better for myself and I've always wanted better for myself. So ended up healing, uh, attending a therapy session at a, uh, went back to Ohio, ended up attending one of the therapy sessions over at, at a different branch from Ohio State. It was more for, it wasn't more, it wasn't really for athletes at this point. It was more for kind of more outpatient surgeries. But the, the trainer that I had was actually from the University of Florida. He he actually got a, the opportunity to, to work with Coach Murray down there. Um, hmm. So we we he ended up being a great guy. I had I forgot the I forgot their names. It's, it's awful, but they both had a big impact on my life <laughs> because it was it was just a tough time. So I ended up going home one day and I started searching the internet and I was looking up just you know CDL jobs and how much does a CDL driver make. So I'm looking at these numbers and it's kind of like a slap in the face because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, how do you go from making this type of money a week to only doing it a year? Like it's not right. adding up for me. Mm-hmm. Like you go home and make it from like $30,000 a week to like only making like $55,000 a year. Right. And you're looking and you're like, how am I going to make this work? But once you start doing the math and you start dividing that salary over 52 weeks instead of, you know, uh, 18 weeks or maybe 20 weeks, it's a big difference. So you play with the numbers and it eases your mind a little bit, obviously. So I ended up finding a, a guy for FedEx and I went to interview with him and he was like, yeah, we can do team drives and you can do this. All you need to do is get your CDL. So I'm all excited about it. But then I'm starting to do a little bit more research and, you know, at this point, I didn't know what a, having your own authority meant. I just knew you could have a trucking company, trucking trailer, because I've been around this stuff since I was six years old probably even before then, that, you know, you get your truck, get your trailer, and you go hit the street and you make you some money or drive for somebody. So I ended up, bought a truck, but uh, I ended up buying a half-ton truck instead of a semi because I was going to start off with high shot because th- I thought that was the easiest way to go. And none of that stuff even happened. I got my license and jumped into the dump truck game. Oh, my God. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible decision for me because that really wasn't my passion, you mm-hmm. know? I jumped in it. I ended up buying three trucks out of the gate, spending a ton of money. That business failed because I started getting ticked off about, you know, the trucks that I bought. I tried to do everything the cheap way. I didn't want to listen to anybody. I was like, I got money. I can do what I want to do. You know, I had that mentality. I, I always make things happen. Mm-hmm. Ended up buying three dump trucks and then I bought a semi. Then I left my three dump trucks with someone else and drove the semi and I just created a big chaos. And I ended up, long story short, I ended up folding last year in May. I just kind of disappeared. You know? Mm-hmm. People were kind of like, Kurt, where, what are you doing now? Like, what's going on with life? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> where are your trucks? I thought you had a trucking company and I and I, and I I just disappeared. I didn't know what to do. But, like my mom always told me, you know, trying to complete this thing that we call life or journey all in one day will set you back further if you would have just took your time <laughs> from the start. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as I listen to different speakers, because I don't speak, I don't listen to speakers to get motivation. I'm all the motivation I need. You know what I mean? It's because like the guy said yesterday, I was listening to, um, I think it's actually Megan's Good's husband. He spoke about, you know, having motivation or doing a motivational speech. He was like, well, yeah, everybody has the motivational speech. It's just a, it's a temporary spark to get you to, to believe that, yeah, I can do it right now, but tomorrow you won't have that same motivation because that person is not speaking to you anymore, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. So I started to listen to different speakers and started to do a little bit more spiritual and mental work to kind of like 
slow my mind down to, as another one of my buddies would say, slow the world down. Mm-hmm. And when I started to slow the world down, I started to, I started meeting different creators and I won't say, you know, people, because I always pray for creators and why I pray, pray, pray for creators is because creators have similar characteristics to what I have. I'm a creator. Rhonda's a creator. Bruce is a creator. So I want somebody that's going to bring me the same energy that I'm putting out as well. Because at that, if we're both matching each other's energies, we'll be able to create something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because it always takes teamwork to be able to create what we need. Because we only can do so much by ourselves. Mm-hmm. If you understand where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. So I started to do, you know, I started working. I started working for someone, something I thought I would never do in my life started working for someone and as I started working for someone I started I started become more tired and fed up of punching the clock for someone else and not really punching the clock for myself so I started doing a little bit more research I started reaching out to different people on Instagram I started reaching out to different people on Instagram and I started and I reached back out to another one of my mentors that I kind of gave the cold shoulder to because it was like I, at that time I didn't want to listen to anybody you know what I mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when I when I went back uh when I went back, I gave him a call, and I had seen one of his buddies post something on Facebook, and I said, hey, man, um, what do you think about this guy? He was like, man, this guy is great. I was like, for real? Seriously? So I ended up taking some of his classes, and um, when I went up there to do an in-person training, my mentor that I had kicked to the curve ended up surprising me. I had talked to him on the phone, but I had never seen him in person. So he ended up surprising me in Indiana at my other mentor's. <laughs> class which was pretty dope so at that point i knew that that person was there that creator that i've been praying for was there you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so now i have two creators sitting in front of me you know that's been in the industry for over 13 plus years you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so which was crazy then i have another mentor in houston (laughs) that does another part of the business that me and bruce talk about all the time because Bruce knows my vision. He's like, wow, that's that's a lot, bro. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I know, but I'm going to accomplish it. I promise, you know? So <laughs> so she helped me along the way as well. And she 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 uh, we speak daily. She's always speaking life into me and teaching me different things. And she's a, she's a creator. And we're going to get down to Bruce. Um, Bruce actually found, I guess, saw me on Facebook. And um, he was like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. He was like, hey, you have a few minutes to talk? I'm like, oh, man, this man is about to sell me something. What does he want? You know? <laughs> and we, and prior to that, I had, I just spoke to, uh, I spoke to a gentleman. He wanted me to go into sales. I'm like, bro, I'm not going into sales. Like, I, I don't, that's not what I do. As soon as I said that, Bruce, Bruce reaches out to me like five days later. What was it, Bruce? Like five or six days later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in there. So Bruce is like, hey, man, you have a few minutes for a, a phone call. And I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, I just kind of want to get to know you and understand the problems that you're having in business. And I want to see if I could, you know, see see if I can help you fix the issues. So I'm like, all right, man, what is this guy going to sell? <laughs> so Bruce gives me his pitch, you know, about being top 1% at TQL and how high it took his hard work and determination and also him just learning from others and, you know, believing in himself. And he was like, Kurt, this, this wasn't something that I just learned overnight. Like it took practice and mm-hmm. He started introducing me to his network and he never sold me a thing. And 
from that, I'm, I'm not one of those guys you can sell. Like, I'm just one of those guys, like, what do you hear? What do you want? Let's get it out the way. If it's going to cost $1,500, let's pay the $1,500. Let's get it out the way and move forward. And I, but for some reason with Bruce, it was just like, Hey man, he, he, it wasn't that he was selling me anything. It was like, I can really help you get to the next level. Like, yeah, it costs, but look, it's not about the money. That's all he kept saying. It's not about the money. And the more that I talked to him on a daily, like I talked to Bruce, hey, Bruce, how much do I talk? All day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's good stuff. Him, it's yeah, good stuff. It's good stuff. It's, it's always though, before we even get started, it's always, how's your mind? How's your body? Mm-hmm. You know, how's your spirit? How's the family? Before we get to anything about business or, you know, it's real. It's real. I mean, I've even been in Cincinnati. I said, hey, Bruce, I'm going to be in Cincinnati. You want to meet up? You want to be able to do this? Of course, it hasn't happened yet because we both have busy, busy schedules, but it's not a day or a time that he doesn't respond back to me or I don't respond back to him. Like, yeah, I know I got mm-hmm. classwork I'm supposed to be doing, but he also knows that I work 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> and for me to even put forth an extra effort, he's like, man, he's proud of me. So he never gets on my case. But he also lets me know, hey, you still accountable for doing this and this and this, which I greatly appreciate Appreciate him for that. But my, my, my point of saying what I'm saying is because when you get into this business and getting to this this industry, that's, it's like you're a raw piece of meat when you're when you're first when you're new to the industry. And people can tell by the way you speak, you know, mm-hmm. they, uh, the, how slow you speak or you're stuttering or you don't understand the lingo. And so they take advantage of you. And, you know, once once Bruce never he, he was like, I know you don't understand a lot of stuff that's going on, but I'm going to help you. So in the last year, I've gained four mentors. That have done it with over. When you add up all their years of experience, it's probably like at 50 years of experience. You know, mm-hmm. and that's to me, that's 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 great. That's <laughs> You can't, you, I mean, you can't get better than that, but each mentor brings something different to the table, but it all has something to do with what we love to do. And that's transportation and logistics. Exactly. You know, Curtis, let me ask you. So obviously you come from a background of, of high competitiveness, mm-hmm. drive, determination. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously a level of vulnerability reaching out and, and just looking for mentors and, and resources mm-hmm. um you know what drove you to, to just look for a mentor or even consider asking for help uh because at at one point i mean i've had two businesses and with those two businesses i probably spent over 150,000 of my mm-hmm. money not borrow money of my money that i've earned that i've took big hits from and mm-hmm. you know acl tears back spasms whatever you mm-hmm. want to call call it from and and I got tired of trying to take shortcuts you know what I mean but I had to go through that process because at that time I wasn't humble enough to even listen to anybody that had great advice or knowledge of what I was trying to do I kept trying to take the shortcuts and chase money and when you're building a business especially being uh, the owner of a business, you have to understand that you're not going to eat first. And I wasn't used to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always used to training and having things my way. But the thing that really opened my eyes is because I was a top player in the country. But when I left college, I wasn't a top player in the country. So that's when the journey started to become like, hey, 
You need to change the way that you think because you're you're the person that's holding you back, not these other people that you're trying to blame. If you understand what I'm saying, so more so taking account of taking more accountability to myself, but also having the mindset to distinguish what was somebody else's problem and what was my problem. If you get what to what I'm saying, to be able to have the discernment to see that because the way my mind was working was I got money and I want stuff now and I want it the way that I want it. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, that kind of worked in football because that's the industry that I've been in. And at the time I was a dominant player. So I got away with a lot of stuff. But that stuff started, you know, dwindling down in college, but I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't understand that my attitude and the way that I thought was holding me back. It wasn't really the coaches. It wasn't other players that were better than me. I was my worst enemy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. When when you look back at your, your professional career in the NFL, um, what are some of the biggest, like, aha, like, oh, my gosh, like, is this real, like, you know, did you ever feel like you made it? Did you ever get complacent? You know, because a very, very, very select few actually get to play in the NFL. Uh, you know, what what was it, what was your experience in the NFL like? Um, uh, mentally abusing, man. I hate to say it like that because, and the reason I do say it like that because I had to wake up every day and not know if I was going to have a job. You know what I mean? No matter w- how well that I performed, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the hits. You know what I mean? It wasn't that. It wasn't me running to other people. It was the environment. You know, it's kind of like how you watch a Navy SEAL movie. You know, you watch how those guys go through boot camp. But it's kind of the same thing for football because you got to think you can't be normal to run into somebody three times the size mm-hmm. of you. You know what I mean? Like that, that's not normal. Like people be like Kurt, go back and play now. Like bro, I've been out for too long. Like. Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't come nowhere near me with that. Like, I'm not even, I'm aggressive, but bro, I'm, I just want to chill. Leave me alone. We can talk, but I'm not fighting and doing all that stuff now. I'm, I'm over that, you know? But the thing about the, 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 the process was it was waking up. And since I was a free agent and the people telling you, you're doing a great job and you, and it's, it's been plenty of teams I've been on in the NFL that people be like, Kurt, you're doing, you're doing a hell of a job. And I'm like, yeah, I appreciate it. I've, I've been I've been working my butt off. I've been doing tour days. I've been doing this. I've been training. I've been investing in myself. I've been investing in my body. And then you wake up the next morning, and because two or three linemen got hurt, and you're on practice squad, they send you back to the house like you never existed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then they fly you back out. You trial for another team, and that team may accept you, and you might be there for a week or two, and then they they might need somebody else on the team, and then they kick you out. You know, or you watching somebody else that's not doing anything. I mean, anything, not not performing, not doing anything right. They they just not good. And they're getting all this praise. And you're wondering, like, where is this coming from? So in your mind, you start to create this self-doubt. Like, am I good? Am I good enough to be here? Like, you told me I just played good. I had 10 tackles last game. This guy only had two, and he missed 40 tackles, but he still made the team. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you wake up, you like, you got so much anxiety. I mean, it's at war point at the Giants. I had to, I had to learn three different positions to even be considered to be even, you know what I'm saying? To even for my name to even be in the hat. I mean, I want the best in the room. I want the sorriest in the room. You know what I mean? But I had to learn three different positions to just to be able to be a part of the team. And I balled out at that team as well. Was I perfect? No. 
was anybody else perfect? No, but it just sounded like for some reason for me, it was just like, we're going to put you through hell and see if you break. I never folded. I always managed to come out on top. But it was like I, I was the one that always had to go above and beyond. You know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't take a day off for practice because it was like, well, we don't know if you could be here. But it's like, well, I'm watching this guy get thrown on the ground 40 times to practice and you're praising him. Like, I'm confused. <laughs> so then you, you know, fast forward to life out, out of the NFL. You don't believe anything anybody tells you. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It sounds like just a constant state of high levels of stress. And then, so you're going through this day in and day out. And mm -hmm. you had mentioned making that transition from going from that atmosphere into an atmosphere because you're working at such a high level. Mm -hmm. and you wanting to reach that same success in your business, I can see why you would make maybe some not so healthy choices in terms of right. cutting corners right, to reach right, that right. peak. Right. Um, and you hear that a lot with athletes, like when they're in their profession for, you said 20 years, that's, that's a long time to devote your life. I mean, physically, mentally, spiritually. And right, then to right, transition right. into a different space, I can't imagine when you're going full throttle 24-7 to all of a sudden apply the brakes and then now what? That's a huge transformational experience that you went through. And it sounds to me like you at least had a good support system with your mother and you kind of were learning who you needed to tap into to create this new life, this new journey for yourself. And during that process, at some point, you tapped into the fact that, okay, and you really need to slow down a little bit and take a full analysis of my life and what's gonna help me reach my next success, whatever that is for me. So it sounds like for you, it's your business and your profession. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because we, we often will equate our value with our profession. Right, right. And your success <laughs> level to where to where you want to be. And I and I and I got an awesome family. It's not it's, it's, it's like my kids is awesome. My wife is awesome. My my friends that I hang out with, my mentors that I hang out with, they they're, they're just awesome people. And when you what, what people don't understand is once you've been at such a high level at something, the competitive nature to just be the best because that's all you know is just compete, compete, compete. So being average is not, it's not even close to a word that I even have in my vocabulary. You know what I mean? Because you don't make it to the NFL by just being average. Yeah, you got your couple Joe Blows that make it through because maybe their dad played or their grandpa played or something like that. But that's rare. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to be able to get up and to, you know, these athletes nowadays, like, I know I worked out twice a day. I know some people probably worked out more than that two or three times. You know, I might work out twice with a coach and then take a third time and just go on a long jog for myself. You know what I mean? Just for just just to keep my, my blood going. But then you come out here, you take that same mentality and attitude, you apply it to business. But the thing about business is people slow down your pace. But in football, your pace don't really get slowed down. You know, it's, it's never like a dull moment. I mean, not unless you're having a walkthrough. Most of the time is, let me show you what I got. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you get rid of me. 
And I wish business ran like that. <laughs> well, where do you notice the tension showing up, like manifesting in your mind, body, or soul? Because I can feel just the way you're communicating, that passion you have for moving quickly and, and taking maybe those days off or that, that mm -hmm. wind down time. Like, is that hard for you to allow yourself to wind down? Um, yeah. And if yeah, you do, never... how, how do you find that? I, it's rare that I wind down, not unless I'm beat. I got to be beat. Like <laughs> Bruce will tell you, he'll Marco Polo me. He can tell in my face <laughs> that I've been beat. And I've like, seen it a few times. <laughs> yeah, he's seen it a few times. He's like, he's like, well, I just won't quit. Mm -hmm. If I if I died today, it won't be from like no brain trauma. It'd be from going, just going. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it'd probably be like from like a heart explosion or something because I won't stop. I won't stop until I get what I want. I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm just a competitor. That's all I know. I've been like this since I was I was young. My my parents always taught me how to be independent. Um, my mother sitting right. She actually came on the road with me. How long have I been working, Mom? Probably since I was about six, seven, eight. <laughs> but time. You, but, you always helped out when you were. Yeah. Really started working at nine. Yeah, I really started. Okay, she says nine. But my grandpa had me in the garden picking fruits and vegetables, and I would put those in the bag. Twenty dollars a bag for cucumbers, tomatoes, and a couple ears of corn. Maybe you wanted a watermelon or cantaloupe. <laughs> so we either took that to the flea market or the neighbors would say, hey, we, we, what, what do you guys have good over in the garden? And, you know, I'll speak up. We got this, this, and this. And then we walk up there and people give me $10, $20. And then my grandpa taught me how to cut grass. And I started cutting grass. And I, and I, carry, I think I cut my first yard at eight or nine years old by myself. And, and it's been continuing since then. I was either cutting grass or playing football or fishing or hunting or something like that. Other than that, I've just been going my whole life. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have some healthy hobbies in there. Yeah, for the public. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the public, you know? Oh, yeah. I love it. I love your enthusiasm for life. Yeah. For sure. Like when the pearly gates call you and it's uh, your time that can face whoever and say, hey, I lived... I live life to the fullest, right? And how many people do we know that don't do that? They're settlers. They don't seek uh -huh. any achievement or, or ways to uh, grow grow as a human being, as a productive person in life, and are more sedentary couch potatoes, you know? Right. More people that, if we had more people like you, Curtis, I think we could solve some of the biggest problems that we have on a global level, right? I think so. As well. I think we really could. It goes back to, you know, the sports. I enjoyed sports because sports take you places. No matter if you're good or if you're bad, if you're on a sports team and that team is pretty decent, it's going to show you different things in life that mm. you won't get to see. You get to travel, you know, you, you, you get to travel, you get to see different cities, different areas and see how different, you know, you get to meet people from different areas of how 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 they grew up, how you grew up, and you compare and contrast. Um, you know, even me moving from Virginia, that's Southern compared to Ohio, it's a, it's a little different, you know? And then I might have, you know, move into Nashville or move into Cali. So you meet you meet all these different people. Everybody have has a different way of, of doing things. And you start to see the world and you're like, man, I really, I really could, I can have some of this stuff that, you know, that these people, this financial freedom, you know? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing the stuff that I do for, you know, attention or, or, 
or fame or anything like that. The stuff that I do is because I want financial freedom and I want to get back into the communities to be able to teach the next generation, teach the next to be able to speak life into the younger kids. Because I have a gift of being able to speak to kids and being able to, to get them to lock in and to have them on a straight and narrow path and get them to believe in themselves when no one else believes in them. So my whole goal is to take my logistics company, yes, and that'd be a stream of income for me, but also being able to take that money to reinvest it back into the less fortunate. That's my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And I found that goal out last year when I quit my job just to coach football. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I quit my job just to coach football and um, um, I got a chance to learn about you know, different athletes. And one in particular, uh, I met him about a year ago, and he's like, he's like, man, coach, I want to go to the NFL. So I was like, what do your grades look like? He was like, I messed up my freshman year. And I was like, well, I said, well, we got we got a chance to start over, you know. And uh, he ended up getting his grades straight. He ended up working on his mental. I always talk to him about his mental. Like every every uh, every action doesn't necessarily require a response. You know, we started we started learning that and, and he started taking it. Uh, he started training with me, started working out. And now he has about 19 Division one scholarships. And he's going to he's going to commit. He's going to commit actually on uh, Monday um, to a, a Division one school. He won't tell me. I talk to him on a daily. <laughs> but I found a joy in that. Like like just like Bruce says, he oh. finds a joy in teaching people how to solve problems. I find the joy into helping the younger kids build a stronger mental capacity. Mm. That's what I like to do. You know, I just like your trucking and stuff, but you know, that's my ultimate goal. That wraps up this episode of Worklife 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningthesiegesforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.